Memory lane can be really, really, really nice, especially when it comes from cowboy legend and former athletic director Mike Holder. But also, Rock Rizzo, the disrespect is real. Come home, brother. Let's run it back. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. No, this is not an optical illusion. I'm uh, having a technical difficulty, but no big deal. We're going to rock and roll. This is uh, a good time to kind of dig back into the past to some degree, right? And shout out to all the regulars out there, especially uh, my buddy this time coming through Puglia. He sent me something, and it was pretty awesome to hear. It was a podcast, ironically enough, with Mike Holder joining in with Carson Cunningham um, in 2018. And altogether, it, it really was very well done by Mike Holder. It was very well put. It was like a gem that maybe has been lost. And I think it's fair to kind of dig back on some of that, especially with the Big 12 Media Day stuff going on and the conversations and stuff we're going to be able to dive into there, of course. But when talking about Mike Holder, just for everybody out there, right, he was massively, massively successful as the golf coach at Oklahoma State, winning uh, double-digit national titles in the sport of golf. Then becoming the athletic director that happened to be really good buddies with Boone Pickens. And being really good buddies with Boone Pickens is kind of a big deal, right? There's my run on the bees for the day. Other than the fact that we're rocking the bees knees of all clothing bird dogs today. I will get to that in a second. All right. So Mike Holder talked about how he has a, di- a little bit of a different philosophy to some degree than my gunny did. And it's just kind of funny to think back 2018 to now. And some of the things that really stuck out in his interview, basically on this pod, one of the things I found most interesting is he talks about discipline and accountability and leadership and all that fun jazz. And one of the things that he did to connect with the players, and I'm not saying Gundy should do this per se, but it is a good idea to some degree, right? But he would um, dish out punishment, but also participate in that same punishment, right? So if you're late to X, Y, and Z, congratulations. All you got to do is show back up at 6 a.m. And, uh, you know, we'll get on the Stairmaster and we'll get after it. And he'll do it right next to you. Now, clearly, Mike Gundy can't be jumping on exercise box 24-7 with 135 players. I get that. Not exactly the same as golf. But nonetheless, I think it sets a good precedence, right? And I actually, I, I like the idea of it. As he calls it, it's old school. As a lot of people call it now, it is, in fact, old school. 
and you know, I love us some old school here. And then he also shed some light on the fact that, you know, at that point in time, Mason Rudolph's obviously hot and we're right on the cusp and the verge of, of exiting from the Justice Hill times and running into even to some of the Chuba Hubbard times, right? The success was fun. But Holder talked about how it's a good thing. It should be a good thing if fans are slightly disappointed in just 10 win seasons, right? Consecutive 10 win seasons. Yeah, it's insanely impressive. But I don't think it's unfair for Mike Holder to say something like that. It's not crazy to just simply say it's okay to expect more, right? Not all the time, 24-7, but also we don't have to shoot for conference titles just once every three, four years. It is a new day and age in college football. and. You know, two years ago, Mel Tucker and Michigan State proved that you could instantaneously rebuild a roster through the transfer portal. And as we've all discussed, recruiting the numerical side of it, okay, yeah, sure, you have an argument that it's not the greatest. But obviously, you know, some of the film side of things makes it a lot more fun. The potential, the athleticism, the speed, the fit for the scheme that we have right now and how it's going to be able to you know, show its hand throughout the course of the season. But it's not a bad thing if the, if the man, the myth, the mullet himself raised the bar that much, then it's okay to occasionally hope he gets over the daggone thing. All right, let's, let's imagine like a high jump bar here. You got to keep going. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah, another really interesting thing that that Mike Holder brought up was how he has a little bit of a differing opinion when it comes to recruiting, and it was the budget. So in this day, 2018, we were sixth place in the Big 12 in recruiting budget, and Holder was basically, from what I gathered, was saying that Gundy doesn't necessarily want to spend a whole heck of a lot. like. He's almost proving that it's somewhat unnecessary. And he also gave a lot of kudos, even then, to Rob Glass, the Glass Factory. And he made an interesting point, right? Yes, when you have the James Washingtons of the world coming in as a two-star and leaving as a borderline five-star guy, that is awesome. And then to do the same thing again with three-star guys and then turn them into five-star guys like a Malcolm Rodriguez, awesome, amazing. But Holder's not entirely wrong when you think from the aspect of, well, what if we had a bunch of four stars and a handful of five stars? Well, what would, what could we do there with the body by glass factory? It's a valid argument. It's a valid point. And, and he definitely, definitely threw some Rose's Gundy's way as well. And he also admitted that, you know, although there's people like Boone Pickens and Sherman Smith and himself, Holder, 
that love Oklahoma State possibly more than anybody else. Mike Gundy is in that that camp. Mike Gundy does, in fact, love Oklahoma State, and he's a good ambassador. He was a big fan and an endorser of Gundy getting the job very early on. You know, he even admitted that they may have been a little early because Gundy was definitely wet behind the ears, per se. But it was a, it was the right fit. He also talks about Mike Boynton just being the right fit 100% immediately because nobody had anything bad to say anywhere at any point in time about Mike Boynton, right? And his ability to retain rosters even again then in 2018. This thing was a gem. This thing was an absolute gem. I believe it was uh, maybe even been pistols firing. But it was just you know, it was good stuff, and it was kind of refreshing. It was kind of refreshing to think back to then. And see what somebody like Holder had to say, because I was a fan of almost all of it. He does think that we need to spend more on recruiting, and he does think that the biggest thing that we potentially miss out on, i.e., in Gundy is what he was saying, was that Gundy maybe settles a little bit too much in recruiting, right? Tell me if this is unfair. Comment down below and all that fun jazz for, for those of you who are hanging tough through the non-visual YouTube side of things. But, um, yeah, he thinks Gunny should spend more and not necessarily settle because the biggest thing there is you've just got to convince that recruit that your dream for them is better than the other team's recruiting him's dream are. And I think Holder's dead on there. So I think it's awesome. Yeah, what else is awesome is the fact that Bird Dogs is the bee needs of all clothing brands ever designed I already covered all my bees, so we're going to skip that mantra there. But we are going to talk about how amazing Bird Dogs is. Guys, it's the most comfortable khaki-style pants you will ever find in your life, especially with the boxers built in. That game is crazy. You can do anything you want in them. Work out, run, walk, swim, jog, sleep, wake up, do it all again. Life is better in Bird Dogs. Life is more accessible and more comfortable in bird dogs, and the versatility is crazy. In baseball, everybody wants utility guys now, which is a, an individual that can play a multitude of positions. Well, it's kind of the same in football, too. If you have somebody with the intellectual side of the game, like a Cameron Epps, that can make that transition, it makes something like bird dogs even better for everybody, whether you're an athlete or, or you're just getting out on the golf for the occasion or you're just going to work or getting a, a little fancified for church. doesn't matter. Bird dogs are the thing that has you covered. So do yourself a favor right now. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. Again, birddogs.com slash locked on college. Get your hands on the bird dogs. And then you get the free Eddie style tumbler. Again, birddogs.com slash locked on college. All right. The next thing on the uh, bulletin, Dilly Mahabi, is obviously Big 12 Media Days is, is rocking and rolling due to the glitches that we're having. Uh, we're, we're playing a little catch-up, but we'll get this thing squared away here. All right, a little bit of patience. I know it's a virtue, and I'm not the greatest at that side of the virtue, but we're going to get there. We're going to fight this thing together. All right. So, yeah, my three things, and obviously I want y'all's opinion very, very, very much so. So uh, hammer down in there. But obviously, you know, before all this crap fest started, I was 100% there. I had everything sorted out, ready to rock and roll. Even had an additional pass to be a Big 12 Media Days. But stuff happens. Sometimes life punches you in the throat. You just got to be ready to swing back, I guess. But uh, the things that I would have asked Gundy personally is 
basically number one for me is the glimpses of Elijah Collins' progression better or at least 100% similar to the development of Jalen Warren. Because everybody can probably recall when Jalen Warren came to Oklahoma State from Utah State, it was a conversation of, okay, cool, we have some more depth at running back. Nobody thought he was going to pass up L.D. Brown. Nobody even necessarily thought he was going to, you know, get the bulk behind any of the other number of running backs that we were potentially looking at. But it was what it was. And when LD got hurt, he got his time to shine. And he even said, which is why he gives a lot of kudos to this day to Oklahoma State University, and he's going to do his daggone thing again up Pittsburgh. At least the Steelers are doing one of our Cowboys halfway right there. Any who. Yeah, I, I do think that if – he came to Oklahoma State. He knew he needed to get faster. Went to the body by glass. Did get faster. And then we saw what the development was, right? 11, 1,200 yards. Um, covered out a nice little role for himself in the NFL. If Elijah Collins is on that level, which it appears as though from the, the clips that, that you know, we can get some, uh, some context with, it looks that way. It feels that way, right? Uh, the second biggest thing for me would be the defensive end depth is slightly concerning, right? Is it not? I think we're fine at defensive tackle. Clearly, Justin Kirkland's going to be the dude. I have a lot, a lot, a lot of faith in Colin Clay. And then we've got a multitude of other guys that we've covered uh, several times that are in that same classification. I'm a big fan of Eamon Oates. I think he's going to do quite quite a few things this year. And he's another guy, another guy 6'3". Oh my goodness, see, the English language is hard for me sometimes. Six foot three, 210 pounds. Or 310 pounds, sorry. Um, yeah, right? The, the canvas is not blank. I think that's a legitimate question. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, but I think we have talent there, no doubt. I just, the depth at defensive end, regardless of three technique, four technique, even odd man front, doesn't matter to me. Is that a little bit of a, a of a concern, right? Is that something you feel stronger about? Um, and, you know, I think we, we potentially get some sort of a candid answer. And this is stuff that we can dive into later. Again, I love it, right? It's setting ourselves up for future stuff. And then number three for me would have been, will the new offensive system still give our wide receiver room plenty of opportunities to potentially have a 1,000-yard wide receiver this year? Talent. Not a question. Speed, not a question. Our route running ability and capabilities, I think, have definitely gotten better. The route concepts seem to be much more simplification designed, which is great because then you can exploit the athleticism and the speed and the angles. It just, to me, it gives you a little bit more leverage, a little bit more capabilities, especially if, if again, if we can average, say it with me, 4.5 yards a carry, which I think we can and will. Even if we got to do it by committee, right? Elijah Collins and Jaden Nixon, that's ridiculous lightning. And then Ollie Gordon's going to do what Ollie Gordon does. Ollie Gordon's a potential all Big 12, potential all-American type of guy here in the near future, possibly, right? But, yeah, I just... I really think that we've got a lot of talent, but 
it'd almost be fair to be concerned if the talent's so spread around that we run into a scenario of like a 900-yard receiver, 850-yard receiver, and two 560-yard receiver type things. The benefit to this new offensive identity, to, to, to me, from a wide receiver perspective, is, yeah, you might get less targets, but that's more opportunity to do crazy stuff. Let's think back to even a Tyron Johnson. Whenever he came from LSU to Oklahoma State, obviously he was a burner, he was a speedster, but there was so much talent around him that he didn't get a crap ton of opportunities. I think he clearly made the most of most of his opportunities, which is precisely why he was able to put on enough film to let everybody know, all right, cool, this guy can do it. We can get this thing done with him. It's important. It's important to make the most of your opportunities now. So, again, as a wide receiver, it kind of makes the moment a little bit cooler, a little bit better. And it also makes the competition a little bit cooler and a little bit better because best believe if you're not showed up ready to rock and roll, it's going to help or hurt, sorry, your opportunities when the next person in line, if they're able to make those plays on a very, very consistent basis, then it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard for somebody to be convinced, um, I don't know, that it's entirely fixable. All right, so the last thing we need to make sure that, that we cover here is, as you see there, the Major League Draft, it took place, and our Cowboys were pretty well represented. I was, um, yeah, I was pretty pleased, and it worked out. It's so great when it works out for somebody especially when that somebody's, you know, a, a Nolan McLean, a guy that came to Oklahoma State on a two-way scholarship to also play quarterback. He was a very, very highly sought-after quarterback as well, and he comes to Oklahoma State, does both, and then obviously he dials in baseball a little bit more, and everybody sees a lot of potential out of him last year. Gets drafted third round last year, and, you know, from a financial side, he had an idea in mind. Clearly the Orioles had a different idea in mind. And he said, you know what? No, can't do it. Ain't going to do it. Going to go back to Stillwater. I'm going to prove that you need to pay me more money. Right? It worked for Nolan McClain, ladies and gentlemen. It worked. So, if that's the case, can we just say, Rock Regio, come on back. Do the same thing. You're at least a second-round guy. You know it. We know it. Hell, you're probably a first-round guy. We know it. You know it. As we had discussed previously, obviously, Deron Watts-Brown was a one-and-done type of guy. It worked out for him. And, uh, yeah, it gives you reason to be a, a Blue Jays guy or gal, if that's, your, if that's your thing in baseball. And literally just two picks later, our, our guy, Nolan McClain. Yeah, standout two-way player. To the Mets, and now my son wants to get a Mets jersey. Good call. I'm down for it. But again, yeah, the, the Orioles thing last year was something that he thought that he could do better. 
And then uh, shortstop Marcus Brown was picked. I think this was a little surprising, except if we think back and we go back to summer Cape Cod League type stuff, he won a bunch of awards. Marcus Brown tore it up. And so I think statistically he didn't exactly have the year he thought he was going to have in Stillwater. But that's a lot of big-time baseball. So if there's not a you know a direct fix to what you did in summer – to the school ball season, then not a big deal. Something just needs to be adjusted a little bit. And clearly, the the Nationals thought the same way because Washington decided to swoop up Marcus. And to me, it makes sense. We've got a lot of talent in the infield. I think this is even a situation where Aiden Miola could have some maneuverability here, which is great because I think we would all would love to keep Bowl 17 around. Mr. Tyler Wolfert had a pretty good, pretty good year for himself. And then, of course, we got to get to where the getting is good. Or was it? Number 129 pick to the New York Yankees, our main man, Rock Reggio. Sure, seems like a fit. And being the face of O State, you know, as much as any player. I guess it's a, yeah, it's a good fit, right? He's going to be a spotlight marquee kind of guy. He is that kind of guy. But can anybody sit here and tell me or you that the dude is not not worth more than $506,000, a year? Come on now. It's a gamble, of course. And you know that gamble almost, I mean, it did hurt Nolan McClain, there's no doubt. Him roaming the outfield like a bad mamma jamma and having a pretty pretty decent sized injury, put him out for a couple months, that hurt his draft stock, there's no doubt. But even with that, Rock Reggio has the opportunity to even do better because if Nolan doesn't have that little boo-boo, are we talking first round? Yeah, right? So, could Rock Reggio please follow the same blueprint? My guy. Come silly. Do it again. Let's run it back. We all know you were supposed to be gone. Okay. We all know you're good enough to be gone. But I have a hard time believing that a, a, a dude of this talent level, this stature, you know, this charismatic and... The, the type of guy that draws you in, kind of like, you know, I remember Trevor Boone a few years back was somebody like that that just electrified games. You're better than this kind of this kind of money, man. 191st pick. Anything under 81st pick. Just don't feel right. It don't seem right. And it don't feel like it should sit right with you. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure you're mulling this over. But our pitching staff should, in theory, maybe not be better per se, but equal because we obviously also lost Brian Hendry. But you know we lost him before tournament play, and 
clearly there was a, a game plan in mind for him to get ready for the draft. Good on him. Good for him. An Oki returning home from St. John's. Did some things. Did some cool things. Just, just you know, maybe maybe needed to reel something in or reel something back there to end, end half the season. And it, it is what it is. But Rock Rizzo is already a star. Rock Rizzo would be a good fit in the Yankees organization because he, he would handle it like a boss, 100%. But if you know you're a first, sec, first second round guy, then do it because you can. You can get the money you deserve. And sure, maybe help us take a little ride to Omaha on the way. Nobody would be mad at you, bud. Obrate deserves super regionals. That's why it was built. That's why it is there. If we just hammer away towards the back half of the season, sky's the limit. It is possible. It's just about getting hot at the right time. And sometimes, as we saw this previous season, you can kind of get hot at the wrong time too. And then things pop up and it's hard to hard to navigate it, right? Talent is here. We've got several more All-American and All-American level guys that are waiting in the wings to make some stuff happen. So let's let them make it happen, Captain. All righty, y'all. You know the drill. Thank you very much for hanging tough. Uh, let me work on these little little things I got I got working with, but in the meantime, I got, I'll give you what I can give you. You're the people, my regulars. I love you all. As always, God bless. Go Pokes. And I want to thank you all for tuning in today to make this your first listen without my beautiful majestic beard. <laughs> all right, y'all. Later, taters.